0: Tony and I have a special surprise guest on the show, and uh, we jump into the dad questions, have a great time, and eventually we jump into talking about all the firings that happened in the NFL this week, and it was crazy. Everyone knew uh, something was happening with Belichick, but uh, there was a few other ones that were kind of a surprise, so uh, we jump into those and uh, pretty much talk football the rest of the episode, so... Let me know what you think. Brendan at dadsww.com. Hit up Tony, Tony at dadsww.com. And of course, you can't stand us. We want to hear about a hate mail at dadsww.com. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening.
1: Dads worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework emails phone calls last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car security doors are locked windows shut house alarm is set
2: fingerless gloves dad's worldwide loyal listeners possibly you
0: You, 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 you. welcome to another episode of dads worldwide i am god damn gonna start this again welcome to another episode of dance worldwide we will make you laugh we might make you cry we most definitely somehow subway will make you a better parent i am your most humble host brendan and once again with me
3: is Hopefully the registering on the audio, 15-time revolutionary <laughs> wrestling podcast champion, quadruple distilled non-chill filter Tony Fucking G. And you can find me at all the varying podcasts that I frequent, such as Daz Worldwide, the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, the Dog and Chicken Show, and Hazard Analysis, and KOE Nation over at Linktree slash Tony the Rod, and of course all of my socials such as Instagram and TikTok, where you can see me putting in the work, uh, you know, just oozing machismo like a secretion from. Uh, never mind. What you want to do is get on over there and just follow me at all those things because it's just it's the place to be. Brendan can verify that it's it's true, a hundred percent of everything I just said, and he he frequents my pages on the hour. Actually, it turns out I, I saw the analytics. Mostly wearing pants. No, no. Damn, I thought I'd get away with that. No, no pants man I no uh, pants zone over no at the link pants tree zone. slash tony the rock no pants, zone. <laughs> no pants <zone. laughs> for you well, or me big guy
2: he, woo.
0: so <laughs> I, i'm really excited tonight not because of the no pants zone uh oh. but <laughs> i mean let's be serious but yeah, more than normal Got more it. than normal yeah uh we have a third joining us this evening i did not tell tony who it was because uh i wanted it to be a surprise guest
3: uh and whomever is, it is has had to sit here through all this nonsense yes, uh, yes. In multiple probably, intros he's probably hopefully they're still there
0: he's taking notes i'm sure at this point so um on not what to do what not to do i should say <laughs> uh he is the host of this week today podcast uh if you did what I told you to do, you'd go and damn listen to it because it's freaking hilarious. He's a heck of a nice guy. He is Tony's uh loyal hate mailer. He is Chris Green.
1: Hey and, Tons. Uh,
0: Welcome to the show, sir.
1: I I can't tell you. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be here. Truly. And 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 really, I'm trying to reach the level of, of Tony's nemesis, not just hate mailer. I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to reach Trying to reach arch nemesis, so I don't arch. know if I can accomplish that oh, by man. the end of, end of this episode, but I'm gonna sure try.
3: Oh, I oh. like the goals. I like the drive and the determination. I'm feeling it. It's a vibe.
1: Well, can can I ask? I've I want to kick this off by just asking Tony one question.
3: Okay, bring it.
1: How are you not famous? <laughs> y- uh, it's the ever, man
3: trying to hold me down.
1: You have a very, a very distinct and entertaining personality.
3: Well, uh, mostly because uh, we get shadow banned on uh, the Dog and Chicken Show, and that kind of derailed any of that momentum. And uh-huh. then on the other aspect, I'm just completely outshined, outclassed, and overstimulated by uh, one Phil K.O.E. So, oh, I, so I don't even, I don't have the energy that Phil has. It's not even close. It's, it's ridiculous, actually. So. Take take whatever I'm bringing to the table and times that by about a, a hundred thousand. I'm how, just over. How does
1: the uh, how does the internet even stand that? How's that even possible? Well,
3: well we're just lucky to have uh, fiber optic cable internet here in Nebraska <laughs> good, now. So good. yeah, good.
2: yeah. Good, good, lots, good. Of,
0: lots of erections everywhere. That's how they stand it. Yeah. Oh, well, there was there was plenty of erections before that. It just it was dial up speed. Yeah. <laughs> It was the squiggly lines watching, <laughs> watching uh, <laughs> Showtime.
1: Uh,
2: uh,
0: I I had
1: well. no ambi- ambitions of getting to appear on this show. If if anything, my plans were for Brendan to to come as a guest on my show. However, uh, I, I'm not even I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not doing my show right now, so there's no show for him to appear on. But I, I was I was and and also also full disclosure. I invited myself on your show. Uh, tonight, so, um, and, and not not because Brendan's not a nice guy because he is. It, it's it's a hostile takeover. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe maybe that would have happened anyways. But 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 Brendan reached out to me. We you know we know each other from uh, a, a networking group, and he reached out and said, "Hey, I, I listen to your show. I really like your show, which I thought was incredibly kind. Because who does that? Like who's who's nice enough to reach out to." A tiny, a tiny, yeah, that guy, a tiny independent podcast with no audience and just say, say kind things about it. And that's so appreciated. And so we just struck up a friendship and, and I immediately thought, well, well, this, of course, then I checked out your show and I was like, oh, well now I understand why he likes my show because the tone of <laughs> the tone of the tones of the two shows are very similar. Actually, they're, they're, they're different shows and that that's obvious, but but the tone is very similar. I was like, oh okay, so we've got similar sensibilities, and and we have guests all the time on our show, especially since my regular co-host uh, travels a ton and is often absent, even when I'm doing the show regularly. And uh, I thought, well, I so I, I had I've had a whole series of of stand-in co-hosts. I'm like, well, I want Brennan on there immediately, and uh, <laughs> and then I had to shut the, then I had to shut the show down for health reasons. Uh, um, for health, reasons. you reason.
3: learn? For what did reasons. you learn? That's karma
0: it was the week i was supposed to be on and he's like nah <laughs> can't do it health is, reasons
1: is that what happened is that really what happened
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know just busting your balls Sounds good. Yeah, yeah well you know it's, <laughs> fu- <laughs> it it's funny it's funny chris it's how uh it's how i met tony and chicken yeah. and phil koe over at big bucket uh i just found their show and i thought it was hilarious uh and uh, phil koe who tony just mentioned is quite boisterous uh yes. very opinionated Thing, and often wrong, but um, he... it's not an
1: opinion when I'm always <laughs> right, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically Tony. He's
0: a much larger, boisterous version of Tony. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't yeah. know about the wrong part. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna put I, that. No, you're not right.
3: doing it justice. It's I'm Chris. Never... It's Chris Farley meets Rush Limbaugh, and they had a baby. Wow. Wow.
0: wow yeah. I feel like that's yeah. That's completely accurate actually yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: well the, the other reason why i wanted to come on the show is because and, and this this is a, a you know an obvious mark of a, of a good podcast is when the listener is just yelling like an insane person to themselves <laughs> while they're listening throughout the entire episode because they've had <laughs> they have comments and opinions about everything from start to finish and I was like, I I have to, I have to appear on the show. I'm I'm, I'm either, I'm either going to send. And of course it's not a, it's not a live radio show. So it's, it's not like, so, so I'm, 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 I'm listening to it at whatever time I can listen to it and I'm firing off text messages to Brendan about it. So I'm either going to annoy the absolute hell out of him by just wearing out his, his phone with text messages, or I'm going to come on the show. And this is so much easier. It's so much easier. and I and I told Brendan, I said, I said, listen, I haven't podcast in so long. I, I've got podcast blue balls. I have to come on a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to I have to podcast. I have to do it.
3: You have to do it. I yeah. well, so, fully so, intend to stroke you properly so we can
1: do it. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. But, and, uh, and so, so it's not it's not just kind of you uh, to have me on, it's an act of mercy, in my opinion. Yes. Oh
0: wow. Well, let's grab on with both hands here, okay? Uh, let's ask the dad questions. Uh, I told Chris to be ready, so I'm going to start it off here. Chris, what is your proudest dad moment? Actually, hold on. How many kids, Chris?
1: I have three children, and all of their birthdays are between August and Thanksgiving. And so they, they just turned 11, 9, and 6. And so I have, have two boys, and then my youngest is a girl.
0: Oh, we're in the same exact boat. Oh, my God.
1: Have we not talked about that? I don't That's think we to... did. Like maybe we've Man. danced around it. And did I think we did. I think we danced.
0: I just figured your kids were around the same age, but you're pretty much the same age, just about. So Wow. Um, Except for the last one. We waited a little bit longer to have it, uh, have her it. <laughs> That's real nice. um, yeah, she's it sometimes. Holy shit. Uh, so. I guess going with that. All right, everyone knows Chris now. He's got three kids, eleven. Oh, nine, I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry, I, I actually do have a um. I also have a much older stepson. I have a stepson oh. who um, who in a couple weeks is going to turn about three weeks is going to turn twenty two. Oh, nice! And he's on his way to graduate and graduate from college on his own oh, dime. Fantastic. How about oh, that? Good wow. for him,
3: man. Hey, hey yeah, absolutely. Awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He know he's he's brilliant. He's turning into a a, a fine a fun young person and incredibly proud of him and yeah so I do I do have a, a I guess I have four then
0: perfect okay so what's your been your proudest dad moment there's a lot to pick from so what just comes what comes right in your head
1: I'm such an amazing father Brendan so it's really <laughs> hard to <laughs> it's yes. hard to yes. I, I don't know well, well, you have yeah yeah right can we make this a two-hour show can this be an extra long episode of dad's world of War? i want to inspire other fathers to try to reach my level so, <laughs> if i can i, I don't, don't want to frustrate people because maybe they can't but, only
0: two hours really That's true. That's
1: true. yeah i mean i can come back next week or the week after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just keep talking about how great of a father i am yeah let me tell you <laughs> another story <laughs> You, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a specific moment, a specific dad moment. I, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I promise I won't keep circling back to this, but you know my, my health issues have really impacted my whole family and my children in such a negative way. And I can't say enough about that, unfortunately, but, but so it's really, it's, um it's, it's made it harder to just to connect with my children the way I want to. And, yeah. and so I, I've, I've, more recently I've been able just to connect with them more on an individual level, you know, one on one, than I had, I have been able to in a long time. And so I don't have a specific moment, um, although I, I did. No, I, I was, I yeah, just, i just, just my inc- my increased ability lately to to connect with my children one on one, is, um, I think is probably the thing that I'm I'm the most satisfied with at the moment. Great.
3: All right, Tony, you're up. All right, so let's go with this one. Uh, I asked these to Brendan when uh, oh several weeks ago, and I had to re-listen back. I'm like, okay, what the, what the hell did I ask him? Okay, that's <laughs> that. So I wrote them all down, and we're going to go through them. Are there things you wish you had done differently as a father during any specific age range?
1: Absolutely, of course. I've made so many mistakes. Now, now fortunately, my, my kids are still younger. Um, I, I I, would honestly, I would love to redo completely my experience with my stepson. You know, I, I didn't, we don't have to get into that too deeply, but I, I didn't, I didn't love the idea of, of being a stepfather. It, I, I wasn't a complete ass about it, but, but I, that whole period, his whole young, you know, I, I, I mean, it's really a gift to to marry because he was four and a half when we got married and, and he was just adorable and a sweet kid and easygoing and, you know, not a total monster like some children are, and um, and so I I I did not, I did not, I there was so much I could have gotten out of that, it's, and so kind of general, more of a general answer like my first one is I, I would do a complete do over, uh, as a as a stepfather now now now, and, and really to his credit, we have a tremendous relationship. You know, have a great relationship. If, if anything, I, I guess I, I could I could answer the first question again and just say, I, I've had some, even over Christmas, I had a, just really good conversations with him. And, and I'm just so grateful for that because he, in spite of how I didn't do it nearly as well as I, I should have or would, would have liked, we have a great relationship. And I think that says more about him than it does me.
3: That's awesome. Awesome. No, I think that's even better that you got, you've had several different, uh, just examples of fatherhood and especially like how, how old were you when you said you had this four-year-old introduced to your life
1: early 30s that was in my okay. early 30s yeah
3: see and it's it's a big ask I mean I and I, I don't have any personal experiences but I, I know people several people who have have a, raised a, somebody else's child bring them into a marriage and it's it's a big ask from the get-go but having that opportunity and then hearing that a couple decades later, almost uh, he's flourishing, you know, even if it didn't go exactly how you wish it would have, and we can say that about any, any child we have a step or not, but to hear that he's flourishing now, that's just a, that's a really nice, uh, really great sentiment. I'm, I'm glad you led with that.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. Well, and, and it was several years ago and I don't remember how old he was. Uh, I don't remember, maybe, maybe early teens or something. And, uh, he he actually told me in a in a in a brief one on one conversation that out of all of his parents, I was his favorite. Whoa! And it, and it just about brought me to tears. It oh. honestly did. In that moment, oh. I just about just broke into tears because I didn't deserve that. And and I you know, like for for reasons I've already explained. And I mean, just I mean, what a gift! Like what a, again? What what that says so much about him.
0: Well, I mean, he I mean, he thought you deserved it, right?
1: yeah and that's all that matters right cuz it's he's the one with that opinion but I, I, but, I, but and i will tell you it was it was that moment maybe that's the answer to my first question i don't know but but it was it was that moment where i was i was like man i owe this child so much more than what i've given him you know the the fact that he still had that that that's his opinion given the current circumstances i need to try way harder i need to reevaluate and and i was to extend that point I think one thing that I learned somewhere along the way is that I think it's really important to try to let your, your children change you for the better. You know, let, let, let them change you as a human for the better. Look, look for, look for how they can do that and then let them do that because, because I've done that the best that I could when I became aware of that possibility. And I'm a much, I'm a much better person for it.
0: Yeah. Kids filters are almost non-existent. So yeah they, they tell you what's what if you're doing something wrong or you know like it's funny you know
1: oh yeah that so that, cool. no, that reminds me of when when my oldest son not my stepson but my oldest son um when he was whatever under five or something if um if I got upset with him and got you know loud with him or whatever he would he would tell me I needed to apologize to him <laughs> and he was but, but I mean in a real genuine tender way and he was right <laughs> and I would I would I would genuinely stop myself and 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 say, man, you know little man, you're absolutely right. I totally owe you an apology. This, I, I've responded disproportionately and, and I do I shouldn't have I should't have handled I should have handled this much better and and I'm very sorry and and uh, he did that. he stopped doing it at some point, which i'm I kind of wish he continued, but uh, yeah, he would he would ask for an apology, and I gave it to him.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, uh, the, the, by, don't by the talk to me that way.
1: <laughs> you're, you're out of line, old man. Of, hey, listen.
0: Do I talk to you that way? Do I?
1: <laughs> well, damn it, you have a good point.
0: Good point. Maybe With you my should. My son.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. What high level job do you think you could lie your way into?
1: Uh. GM of a sports franchise, boom! Ooh, nice. I would love the I love the any, opportunity.
3: Any sports
0: franchise? Or are we talking college football, NFL? Uh, you just think you can any any of them?
1: No, not any of them. As much as, much as hockey is probably my favorite sport, I, I could probably do it at football better than hockey. Hockey's a hockey's a tough one to get your head around from a personnel standpoint, but I, I think I could do it as a as an NFL GM. Yeah, it's such an arrogant, arrogant question to answer. <laughs> what a jackass! And, and I like, and I
0: like how you didn't even hesitate. You are like, oh yeah, GM, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: for sure, GM,
2: mm-hmm.
0: president. I got this. What? Yeah, yeah,
1: prime, yeah. Mist- prime minister of some lame country. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I think those were actually Phil's answers. Uh, president, Pope, um, you know, uh, House House Representative Speaker. You know, you know, uh, just just it off the top of my head yeah all Mm -hmm. of it problem was he was serious yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) good for him
0: i did believe him oh yeah yeah Yeah. all right tony you're up next question
3: okay so let's go with is there anything you regret not asking a grandparent about parenting
1: a grandparent could that be parent or grandparent yes Uh, I've done I've done full length interviews with both my parents on the podcast, which I'm glad I did. Yeah, that's about great parenting. I, I don't think so. I my my um my dad in a lot of ways is a was a really terrible parent, and in other ways he was a, he was an amazing parent. And then my mother is is a is a very dear and meek person, very soft hearted, but she's she's hard to relate to. So I, I would I wouldn't go to and I didn't know my grandparents as well as a lot of people do, so I wouldn't go to them for for parenting if they lived out of out of state. So I've definitely sought parenting advice from lots of different people, but not not I didn't I didn't particularly like the household I grew up in, so I wouldn't. <laughs> there's nothing there I would try to duplicate. Uh, although although my 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 dad was my dad's very generous, so that's not parenting related, but I, I've tried to I've tried to do that. I've tried to be a generous person.
0: I was, that was going to be my next question. All right. So here we go. We're going to, uh, what is the one thing you hope your children learn from you?
1: Um, to love Jesus. Honestly, that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. We have a Christian household and uh, it's really hard to, um, to not, to not, uh, my kids aren't old enough because they're not contemplating life decisions yet, but, but but i i think i've already decided that i'm i'm not going to tell as my kids decide college no college this job that job this, you know live you know drive across the country in a van you know if they come up with some crazy idea that, that i think is i do think is crazy i think i'm i'm not going to stop them i'm just i'm just i just want them i want them to love jesus and i want them to be a good person out in the world you know be a positive impact on the world but but other than that i'm going to let them make their own decisions and then try to support them when they when they fail so i think you know because sometimes you make crazy decisions we all have we've all done stupid stuff and oh yeah absolutely fell on, our, fell on our faces and, and I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna point fingers and say i told you so i'm just gonna try again so i and i think that's against my nature i'm i can be a really uptight person so i think if i had i not decided that at some point <laughs> I, w- I would have said oh hell you're definitely going to college you're definitely doing this and i would have been all up in their business and i think i've just decided i'm not going to do that I'm going to go a totally different direction. So, if, if you know, I I try to have an eternal perspective and if if they love Jesus and then they're they're not a complete a-hole to, the, to the, <laughs> as they move through the world, that's you good can, enough for me.
0: You will consider yourself successful parent. Yeah, that's that's good did. enough for me.
1: <laughs> what I mean, what else really matters, right? Like yeah. money doesn't really money doesn't really matter. College, you know, all these, all these things we think matter don't really matter if you really think about it. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: You know, be, be a good, be a good person take, be, be, re, be, responsible for, for the things you take into your life. So if, if you get married, be responsible for your spouse. If you have kids, be responsible for your kids. If you, if you take on, if you commit some, if you commit to a person, you know, something to a person, then then do what you say, do what you say you're going to do. I guess this is another thing. Just be a person that does what they say you're going to do.
0: I love how you just like value stack your answers. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like, I want them to love Jesus. And be a good person, and (laughs) take responsibility.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's it. There's nothing else. That's it. That's it.
0: There's nothing else.
1: It's it's like the Steve Martin scene in The Jerk. I want this paddle ball. I just need this.
0: I just need this right here. Nothing else. And And this lamp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And this remote control.
0: He's walking down the street with all that shit in his hand. (laughs) The dog runs away.
1: (laughs) Right yeah that's that's what that's what exactly what i do with my answer just now
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) gotta go yeah
3: yeah all right tony you're up do you think fathers today have it harder easier or just different
1: oh man that could be a whole episode I, i i think the answer is different honestly I don't. I don't know that father. I'll bet if we had a full length conversation about that, I think we'd realize that it really doesn't change that much. You know, it in terms of level of difficulty. Um, I think it's just different. There's. I mean, it's it's wildly different, right? I mean, everything around us, culture is different, marriage is different, it's, If it's wildly,
0: di- if if it's wildly different, then it could be wildly easier as far as.
1: I don't think so, because human nature doesn't change over time. True. True. Right. Uh, And and, I think
3: your answer was in the realm of in terms of parenting, there's a lot more resources today than there were a decade or four or five decades ago. You know, we it was a lot more learning on the fly without any sort of guidance, as opposed to now where you've got an outsource like this podcast you've got uh, groups of communities online at, at your fingertips so in that regard i think you were like it's a little easier but my line of thinking is always there's a there's an aspect of it that's a lot harder because it's it's pretty questionable today on a day-to-day basis what men are expected to do Say, act, etc., by society, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Like, you don't know any given situation, any day, what is expected of you as a man, as a person, as a as a spouse, or as a parent, and and that does change pretty frequently today. So, I think it's a lot harder in that aspect. So, I like where you're headed, Chris. Like, it's just different. That's kind of always been my thought process on it. It's, it is very, very different in some aspects. Yeah, much easier, much harder all right
0: first yeah. of all i had a really good answer i think that was smart of me to say that <laughs> um secondly tony do whatever your fucking wife tells you to do I, no, and that's how you stay safe oh man cool. that's we solved it uh, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i think i think um i think each one of it sounds like each one of us gave give a different answer and and i think we could we could probably give a good explanation to back it up i I don't there's probably not a wrong answer to that question
3: yeah well yeah Brennan's, but
1: (laughs) except for brendan motherfuckers (laughs) Chris, it was
0: really nice having you on the show today Uh, really enjoyed
1: dang it with intent in two seconds tony just became Went from being my nemesis to my advocate. Like
0: your, your BFF. <laughs> that
1: was weird. That was I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do I do with my hands? I not I came to the table with these bear claw.
1: claws. What do I do with these giant? With these, these these claws?
2: All
0: right, Chris. Pretty important question here. Uh, okay. Toilet paper over or under a mountain? Uh, over. It, Come me, on. Yeah. I mean that Okay. Thank you. I mean. Hey, listen, I mean, I've had people say under, and I've no, I've no, almost
1: the, those, those people should move to a different hemisphere. Yeah, the you only
3: reason you should ever fold it under is if you have a cat, a child who just learned how to walk and they walk into the bathroom and they start batting at the toilet paper mm-hmm. like this. Because if it's under, then it doesn't unravel. That's, That's the only time, point. and then you go back to doing it correctly once they move past that stage.
1: That's a great point. But you
0: just said it. You just said it correctly.
3: Okay. Yeah, you know,
0: exactly. It should always be over. There you go. That's it. I'll concede
1: that point. That's a that's a good that's a good exception.
3: Stop agreeing with him. This is getting awkward.
1: No, you're a total blowhard and you you make no sense ever.
3: (laughs) No, I only make I only don't make sense to people who don't understand logic. It's fine.
1: Or when we (laughs) talk sports.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tony, any more questions?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, specifically this, this is a very important one and I want you to think long and hard about it. Does pineapple belong on a pizza?
1: Yes, but, but only, but only in combination with the proper other toppings.
3: Well, you might as well just take a shit on it at that point. <laughs> if you're, you're going to
1: put, if you're going to put ham on it, ham goes good with pineapple.
3: Well, ham's fine on a pizza.
1: Well, I th- I think I think it's it's a it's a companion topping. You don't have to have the pineapple, but not now if you're asking me do you put I, pineapple
3: on a ham sandwich? I don't think so.
1: Well, I mean there's lots of different ways to use ham, Tony.
3: Uh, you ain't got to tell me. Believe you me, check out my <laughs> own.
1: Now, if you, if you're going to ask me if if that's the way I'm going to choose to 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 make my pizza, the answer is no. That that's not that's okay. not in my okay. top 10 pizzas. But Okay but could you make sense of it with the right type of cheese and, and with uh, in, in combination with ham? I'm not going to hate you for that.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, fair enough.
0: Hawaiian is the worst thing to happen to pizza.
3: I mean, you're not wrong, Brendan. Yeah.
1: It's not That's my favorite, cool. but I I have I have had Hawaiian pizza and didn't totally hate it.
3: It's not anybody's favorite. Anybody that says otherwise is fucking lying. I'm sorry. They're lying.
1: See that's how I feel wow. about margarita pizza too. I'm like, man, that's not really. Oh uh, real
3: yeah, no. You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about
1: with the white the white cheese? Yeah. Or, is that what it's called? Margarita? Did I say that right? No, yeah, it's, like, it's. You know, I don't. Know. There's something wrong mozza- with it.
0: It's mozzarella, mozzarella, basil, and sauce. That's it.
1: And yeah, that's and something started. about the
3: combination cheese. doesn't work. Yeah.
1: I just think it's 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 a lazy, Absolutely. underachieving pizza.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: It's like like if
0: you're going to if you're going to go for pizza you got to go for the meat lovers right like you got to go Well,
1: well on, honestly you want stuff dripping off this.
0: your chin you know that type of stuff yeah but, more it, than in, normal yeah
1: In another nod to Tony as as a man who who uh who who likes Chicago I mean I I honestly I think the the maybe Chicago deep dish might be the best pizza
3: It it is fantastic It's,
1: it's the most pizza in every slice
3: Yeah you get so much pizza and who hates that
1: it's 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 damn Godinist. near a Stromboli or something in every. I really every I
0: really season. don't want a loaf of bread every slice. That's <laughs> it just it's too much. What, what are you vegan?
1: <laughs> no carb? Are you going no, carbs? no yeah. carb? I'm, I'm low you carb. I'm diet?
0: No carb, but I'm low carb i don't really we don't need to talk about my dieting here this is unnecessary and i've lost a lot Britain's of it's just so pissed we're talking both.
3: about pizza right now yeah
0: not, yeah because i can't eat it
1: yeah. i can't either it's my favorite food and i cannot eat pizza it makes me insane yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not good for you
1: no it's not there's nothing yeah. on a pizza that i'm supposed to be eating and so i haven't I haven't, had, I haven't had a slice of pizza and i can't remember how long probably years Ugh, that's sucks. and it, it, it makes me angry
3: no it should yeah it's a normal reaction
1: thank you almost a you know
3: and I, I understand your anger towards me now that makes sense <laughs>
1: right right he, he
0: likes chicago careful. they have deep dish there screw <laughs> this <sky. laughs> guy <laughs> all right well, the last question for me here the one piece of advice you'd give it to a new dad
1: oh man these are harder que- when you said dad questions. I was like, oh, I could do this, no problem. These are actually really excellent yeah. but difficult to answer questions. So kudos well, some, to you. Some
0: of them—that's that's the point. Some of them are meant to be fun. Some of them are meant to give you a little thought to it. You know.
1: Well, I, I, th- I think the answer is, and I don't mind this. Is really just exposes me for the mistakes that I've made. But I, but I think I think the answer is there, there's there's many many excellent answers to this question. But the one, the first one that comes to mind for me is is um, is spend throughout their entire lives even into adulthood try to spend as much one-on-one time with each of your children as you can they just really really appreciate that they really do you know and even if it's just something completely mundane like go have a burger at a fast food restaurant like nothing special they will remember that over some elaborate expensive vacation that you take you know you taking them to whataburger and having a good conversation i love whataburger So I, I think I think one-on-one time with your children, however many you have, is really important, and I, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to when I can get healthy and mobile again. Is is just hanging out with my kids one-on-one. The other thing that I've realized is just probably true across the board: your kids are totally different one-on-one than they are when when their siblings are around. Yes, they're very yes. different, and you you get, you get such a richer experience. You know, when you get them one-on-one, you have. Deeper conversations, you know, there's just a lot of benefits to it for both. You you. find
3: out the maturity level of each individual kid when you get them one on one, as opposed to that setting where they're just being kids because. They're relating to the the peer in front of them, which is you, the adult. So they they think more like an adult. They try to talk more like an adult and relate to you. When they're playing with their siblings, yeah, you're gonna see full force their their kid mentality. But yeah, you're right. It's it's such a different experience. That's yes, their
0: their January sixth mentality. <laughs> Jesus! <Christ.
2: laughs> breaking breaking breaking
0: windows, storming the Capitol.
3: Let's do this.
1: Beating their faces, wearing horns on their heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know all the things you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean that's really what being a parent's no. all about. All the fun yeah. shit. Yeah. You want to wear a Viking hat or a buffalo hat, honey?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not both?
3: Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> I want to be the cute on shaman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were the cute on shaman yesterday.
0: Yeah i gotta say you both get to be the q and on shaman i've heard several interviews with that guy he's actually quite nice oh yeah me
1: too i feel
0: bad that he got such a railroaded (laughs) so bad so bad and he's not the only one that's scary Uh, sorry tony do you have any more questions we're good
3: just uh, i'm just wondering how long it's been since you've eaten a meal that you wanted to because like every food mentioned you're just like oh man and the look of anger on your face from <laughs> just brennan you jonesing over there man oh is it me are you asking yeah. me oh yeah. i just
0: december i was a total shit show i yeah. ate, and, i ate and drank everything i fucking wanted to oh but now this week <laughs> this week has been like three days and i'm like yeah uh, three
3: okay now, I was gonna say it's been days not weeks yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah. days. no no no
0: yeah. no yeah, yeah yeah no 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 i'm 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 fine i'm a little hungry because i'm like i'm not i i was you know uh, up to a couple weeks ago i was consuming like like three thousand calories a day <laughs> like you know like drinking beer every other night or like breakfast you know, right? being completely unhealthy oh yeah yeah just just yeah, breakfast yeah.
3: just breakfast right yeah
0: so no it's, no it's I, so immediate although you know i went for about three months where i was just uh, i was being quite responsible and that's super fun
3: i remember and you were just it was it was very inspirational i was very proud of you but i mean you were just a complete nutter dick
2: it
0: was, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought you said it yeah, was yeah. different i thought you said it was different <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> All right, let's go into uh, another subject. Uh, it, who actually are are uh, very, very kind surprised guests said, "Hey, we should talk about this," and I'm like, "That's a good idea."
2: Yes. Um. So here, bring let it.
0: me let me bring the screen up here.
3: Uh. uh oh, come on now. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there. There's a diagram of my genitalia. Thank you, Brandon. Um, for those there's of you listening and can't see it, yes, uh, I do measure from the base, not just the beginning of the shaft. Here, let's bring up.
0: <laughs> let's bring up this. This is uh, Tony's favorite. This is what Chris was. Uh, oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. This was the bane of my existence. This
1: is not. This is not what I thought you were going to do. Yeah. yeah.
3: No. i thought
1: we were going to talk about the upcoming coaching carousel in college football
3: yeah
0: i actually uh i'm trying to figure out why by uh i can't uh it's not it's not allowing me to share this hold on Uh, you you made my skin angry by showing
3: that liberating motherhood (laughs) screen again
1: like you affected me on a cellular level
3: yeah like right down to the uh, atom it was a very Mm -hmm. impressive (laughs) <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was I mean, that's so how that you was literally the... make someone shake is you show them the liberating motherhood page it affects them genetically so this literally that was the thing
0: chris i feel like my dna called...
1: just changed yeah
3: <laughs> been liberated
1: <laughs> yeah you've liberated my dna
0: so uh yeah chris messages me it is like he's like he, he goes to this list of, he's like oh my god this is great blah 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 blah. Goes, we, we're going back and forth for a while he goes all right i gotta go i, got, I still got like 34 minutes of the show to listen to <laughs> we, we went yeah. back and forth for like 15 minutes <laughs> true story
1: <laughs> yeah. true story
0: all right here let me see if i can find this screen so i can actually toggle up and down you know what is going
1: on here is that even a is on. that even a current list
0: it's the it's supposed to be the most updated one, supposed to be.
1: Well, a, as you're doing that, I think I think one thing I want to do to kick this off is, uh, one of the guys that thought might lose his job but didn't is Ibraflus.
3: Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, H-ha-
1: happy or unhappy about that?
3: So Chicago has been like just kind of a revolving door.
1: They oh, have I know I've, I've got multiple fans that are, that are huge bears fans. It's
3: they just, they cannot find someone who is like the right fit, but the problem there is because they haven't had a team that fit the coach or the staff either. Like they can't seem to get any kind of fluid situation out there. It doesn't matter who the coach is the team's not worth a shit or the chemistry on the team's not good. Or if they get some team chemistry, the staff is just a, a hot mess. And that's just been status quo. And of course we were able to make sure we ended the year with a, another loss to green Bay, because thank goodness. It's not like they, they don't have enough wins in the series. We had to go ahead and let them into the playoffs. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well, and okay. now, now but, there's early yeah. signs that they might have a, a, a third future hall of fame quarterback. <laughs> God, it's just unbelievable just, it's unbelievable I
3: know I, it's infuriating Like I, I didn't think Justin Fields was going to be a prototypical legendary Patrick Mahomes level NFL quarterback coming out of high school but I don't think he was going to suck to this level like, he's just an athlete he's just an athlete playing quarterback and that's never ever ever going to change
1: oh interesting
3: he's, he's very athletic he's not a game time decision making game changing quarterback he just isn't and that's never going to be the case and if they were ever going to make a change at the position they had the chance to do so last year they could have shaded him off for another first round pick drafted Bryce Young and had a combination threat two picks in the first round no, it, it no
1: hang on a second you, you you can you can name some other uh, other quarterback not Bryce Young cuz cuz i i have i have a a rule of thumb as I fake my way into my NFL GM job. N- <laughs> never, never, <laughs> should you, never should you draft a tiny quarterback. There's, there's No, I'm, that, I, I, I agree, but not, he he's, was the one. way too small.
3: I, I don't disagree with that, but like he was the one not that people like. like.
1: Br- Bryce Young's it, not going to have a successful NFL career.
3: I, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be the stud that people expected him to be, but he was the name and he probably would have been the pick. Had Chicago traded Justin Fields and picked a quarterback, it, oh, it no, would have been him.
1: I think I might rather have Justin Fields. I'm not as close to the oh, Bears as you are, obviously, but it's he. When he's good,
3: he's fine. When he's not good, he's terrible. It, there's just not that upper upper level, and I just I don't ever see that changing. So, well, like,
1: again, I'm not as close to it as as you are, but in in your, in your opinion, what's the difference between him and Lamar Jackson?
3: Oh, Lamar Jackson. I, I I, don't know. I always thought in terms of size, I think they're pretty similar. And in terms of athleticism, I think they're really similar. similar. Right. It's just decision making. I think that's what it boils down to. Plus, you look at the Ravens and the staff. I mean, that's, that's about as good a chemistry as you can have.
1: But but because, okay but, but don't you think you could coach up Justin Fields? With, I mean to your to your point when we started talking about this you said uh, either you got the right players or the wrong or the, or the right staff but never the both. If you had the right I, staff I don't know. I, mean, I don't
0: think I don't think Lamar Jackson's all I mean he up until this year was not would you call him a
3: hall of famer? No. No. But you, you know, if you have a, the right guy at the right time with the right staff and the right team I mean Anybody can be good, and he's proving that. I just, I think he's a better decision maker. Plus, he's got a little bit more on the experience side, and the staff. That's a, that's a Super Bowl winning head coach right there. So, yeah, I I just, I just think that situation.
1: I just think they're interchangeable. If, 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 if uh, Fields, if Fields uh, had grown up in the in in the Baltimore franchise, I think it'd be similar. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not.
3: I could see that. It's just, yeah, and a big part of it is Chicago and the Raiders are both places where good quarterbacks go to die. So it doesn't matter. That's a like,
1: great point. I yeah.
3: mean, how, how good the quarterback is, they're just not going to flourish in the system. And and that's why Chicago that's fired their offensive coordinator. So there
1: you go. <laughs> well, it, it's, just, it's just a shame because there's a lot of good coaching options and, and they're holding on to Iberflus, And I, I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, we'll I mean, see. look at look at the I, franchises that are kicking their coaches I, to the curb, and and the Chicago's holding on to Ibraflus. I think that's kind of well, crazy. they had a,
3: they had a good stretch down down towards the end until they, of course, lost to Green Bay. So I all mean, all the way to seven wins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that that was way more than that was probably twice as many as people expected. So I agree. I agree. I'm not going to say trending way, up, but it's definitely better. Than better the
0: than Patriots. It. Way better. Sadly,
3: yeah. Holy shit. I think yeah. that's the big big
0: thing uh all right so i guess my biggest surprise really uh not josh mcdaniels uh but uh, was Vrabel because he actually was doing not great but decent
2: Mm -hmm. and it seemed
0: like and it seemed like everybody like liked him (laughs) you know so it was like all right this guy's doing all right and uh they so i wasn't really ready that they hacked him so um josh mcdaniels las vegas raiders uh was this his second year there or first year?
3: No, this was his second year, I believe. Because I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so is he getting a fair shake because it seems like every no. time second year, he gets nailed. Like he gets he gets sacked.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, that's I don't, that's I don't why I made the
3: comparison before. The Raiders and the Bears are pretty similar in terms of you know churning out new staff because they just don't either have the patience or the confidence in who they have.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. Who's next here on the list?
1: (laughs) Big
3: shock. Carolina Panthers changing again.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I think I think Frank Reich's a decent coach.
0: I I mean, how many coaches have they had the last couple years now, right? Like uh all of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to see if they actually listed them. Uh, but the I mean, Carolina's been, well, they've been awful for a while. So yeah. uh, maybe it's not just the coaching. That's the no, problem. it's not. It's
3: it's the so. it's the entire franchise. Like Matt Rule of Nebraska. Now he was there, and it was just a no win situation for him in Carolina. I mean, it, it, he was the fall guy. So this is not shocking at all because they're just going to keep plugging in until it works, and it's just never going to work if you do it this frequently and this often. Yeah, especially if you give away your best player.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: um, yeah. Why did they do that? That's an- I
0: don't know. That seems like th- because they wanted a num- a, n- a number one pick, I guess. Yeah, I. D- I and they got Young,
3: and it's gonna go nowhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't don't. He's, today, he's it, no.
3: He's no Doug Flutie.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say this. This isn't is the 1980s. You can't. You can't add Doug Flutie <laughs> to your roster and expect to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not, I mean, how how, how tall? What? How big is Bryce Young? He's like like 5'8 and 145 pounds. Is
3: he 5'8? He's got to be bigger than that in terms of weight. Come on. He might only be like 5'8, 5'9, but he's got to be. Dude's tiny. I'm going to look. Bryce Young. Because he's, yeah, he is a little undersized. Let's see. He's 5'10, 205.
1: Yeah, that's that's small.
3: Yeah, it's not a big guy for a quarterback. Which which also yeah. so he was five ten. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: I, I bet he's not five ten. I bet he's not two oh five.
0: Uh, he definitely wasn't two oh five. Doug, Flood oh and was. pads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray makes Bryce Young, you know, or, or, or Bryce Young makes Kyler Murray look big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that guy shouldn't be an NFL quarterback either. <laughs> what? I don't want him on my team.
0: Nope. I'll take Zappy. All right. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Staley, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, That's not, uh, let's, let's be
3: serious. That's not a surprise, right?
1: No, not at all.
3: Yeah. Yeah, all right. no, you lose the rate. Literally, that was the worst most incredible turnaround I've ever seen. The Raiders went from losing to the Vikings zero to three on a Sunday to beating the Chargers on a Thursday, sixty three to twenty one. If that <laughs> happens, you you should automatically be fired. That's totally fair. Well,
1: he, he yeah. should have been. They they should have been. Somebody should have been fired for hi- hiring Keller Moore as their OC.
0: <laughs> Arthur Smith, Atlanta Fal- Falcon Falcons.
3: They're just kind of a mess so all around
0: yeah Falcons uh yeah after that Super Bowl loss that was it just a yeah. big old dump uh Led by Dan Quinn. Ron Rivera Washington Commanders now <laughs> was it last year or the year before Washington Commanders were on fire it seemed like they were coming up like they were in the going in the right direction uh well I guess yeah. the Titans the same thing but uh yeah, yeah. So I don't know.
1: Well, see, that's my know. division, and, and yep. I, I, I fear, I fear the new ownership and whoever they hire as their coach because, the, I mean, if if they, because I, I think the Giants might be a little better next next season. I think they might put it together, maybe. Uh, it and then division. if Washington does it does it as well, then that's gonna be a tough division. Yeah, and, unless, unless, unless unless Philadelphia uh, fires Nick Sirianni and they continue their spiral, then then I have no worries. <laughs> which is entirely possible
0: yeah i was gonna say like like if the philly keeps going the way they're going they'll be last in the division next year uh well,
1: if, if philly loses their their playoff game on the road against against um the, the bucks this weekend then they'll fire nick sirianni so that that, that that'll <laughs> he'll be on this list as well he'll be on the list He'll be on yes. the
0: list, and we talked about Mike Vrabel. Um, are, are, are either one of you have the same opinion I do? I didn't. I felt like it was I uh, I don't know. But he he well, they, has been there. For,
3: they had that happened? good season, and then I mean they didn't do a lot since then. No, nope. they were kind of treading water. But I didn't. I didn't really expect him to make a change. So yeah, I don't know. This one, I think this one could have been prolonged another year, seeing what happened, but.
1: I think anytime True. you want to analyze whether or not you the the change was a good idea is who's their quarterback.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, the quarterback and the coaches are your number one signs of whether you're going to be successful or not. I yep, mean, your yeah. your team, Brennan is is the best example of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Belichick probably is still the, one of the greatest NFL coaches ever to coach, maybe the yep. best. But you take away you take away Brady, and he's a very pedestrian. Especially if you replace him with who he replaced. Well, with uh, you well
0: on, so. I was well, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, if you, but what if you had replaced uh, with a uh, not an equally as good quarterback, right? Because which is impossible, which is almost impossible, right? Like, but right, what yeah. if we got, but what if we got a um, a Dak Prescott or a uh, you know someone who, can, sure. you
1: know For what sure. I mean? Like,
0: if you yes. have a decent, if you have a decent guy leading the team and not a rookie or an even a terrible rookie. you know maybe we see more success so i I don't know if it's completely fair to say that uh without brady belichick is nothing you know or uh, well you didn't say that but i'm saying like you know what i mean like well yeah if,
1: if your drop off is best quarterback ever to pick up a football to mac jones then, then there's there's nothing Belichick could yeah, do. What is what? Could yeah, that was Belichick
3: a losing situation. The, the guy's what? Seventy three years old, I think. Seventy
1: two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, he's seventy
3: two, and he's starting over with a, a rookie quarterback after having the greatest quarterback of of, of all time. So to not expect a drop off is crazy. Now, granted, it's a bad drop off, but look who he's surrounded with. I mean, well, I don't know. What? Every year,
0: every year the Patriots get gutted too. Like, yeah, you, like, 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 because I mean, and that's kind of their own fault in a way, uh, because they they pick up guys off free agency and yeah. they sign them for like one year deals, and they don't want to give everybody a whole bunch of money, so they don't keep a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, the longest guy on the team right now is a special teamer. You know, like so, yeah. uh, you know. So that's kind of their own fault in that way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can't you, I just there's a lot of people out there saying that, well, we you know, we've proven it now. You know, Brady left and he won a Super Bowl and Bill hasn't done anything. Yeah. Brady had Mike Evans,
2: right.
0: Gronkowski came out of freaking yeah. <laughs> out right. of retirement. Yeah. Like yeah. he had tools. What is yeah. Belichick have? Mac Jones and a few mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. our receivers this year is what kept the QB alive. Our receivers, our, yeah, you know, our tight end, Hunter Henry, Gasecki, and all chemistry. He, yeah, and you so you so yeah, I, I don't think it's completely fair for the last couple of seasons for people to poop on Bill, uh. But yeah, it's not it's it hasn't been great. And actually, Chris and I spoke about this at the beginning of the season. He said, "Well, Bill's gonna lose his job," and I was like, "No, I don't think so." <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wrong.
2: So,
3: well, I, I mean, uh, listen, the ownership gets. I was patience, talking about you know. today. This isn't it. I, he thinks that this uh, he's going to take the Chargers' job.
0: I don't know. I think I think Belichick should be a GM.
1: Oh God, no. Oh yeah, no. Because oh, yeah. because I I think I think one of the reasons why uh, the Patriots went into decline is because I don't think I don't think Belichick has made great personnel moves in the last five to ten years. And, and and even even look at some of the years with with Brady, you know Brady was frustrated because he didn't have much of a roster around him. But he's Tom Brady, so you yeah. won Super Bowls anyways. I I, I think I think there might have been a few years where belichick was making some good decisions but on the whole I, I don't think i actually think he's vastly overrated for his personnel decisions
0: so you think he should just coach coach and
3: no, nothing else yes fair enough yes now, well, now Bill belichick yeah. has yes. 329 total nfl victories and what is it what's the record
1: that's is one of the it? reasons why he wants to keep coaching
3: 347 from uh Don Shula. So he's not Whoa, far off. yeah. So is it, if is he took another job.
1: What's the difference? It was is it 18 different difference? I didn't hear the numbers. What I yeah, yeah
3: 320, 329,
0: twenty-nine three forty-seven, I think. Yeah, so it was very
3: he's pretty close. It would only take realistically seasons. less than five five seasons, even you if you do like
1: in three, even with bad seasons. Yeah. But that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, especially <laughs> in an eighteen-week season. But th- that's the thing. That's one of the things that I admire about Belichick the most is that he's he's a, a, a an NFL historian. Because mm-hmm. I think that gives you appreciation for the sport when you when you when you care about the history. And he, and there, I'm not sure if there's anybody in, in in the league right now that cares more about the history than Belichick does. Oh, yeah. he loves.
0: He definitely loves the game. The no loves joke, it. No, loves yeah. it.
1: And, and yeah, so, yeah. so for for me, I, I think he probably is the greatest coach of all time. And, and I, I hope he does, uh, you know, I hope he does get those additional 19 victories to move into the first spot. I think he deserves it. I think that'd be very fitting. Awesome.
0: Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks.
3: Yeah. I didn't expect that one.
1: That's uh, a bad fire. They, sh- they should not have fired Pete Carroll.
3: Yeah, I agree. Even though he did have I, arguably I, the worst play call in Super Bowl history. I, I would. Yes.
0: And I appreciate him for that. Actually. Um, I did not I'm not a lover of P Carol cuz he came to new england and he coached here for a couple oh that's maybe right one maybe yeah. one or two seasons and he was awful yeah. he, did not, yeah. he did not he did not he did not he did not mingle well with uh new england so uh <laughs> he 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 i didn't i wasn't sad to see him go and i was really happy to beat him in the super bowl so because well... i was on the team if you were wondering so um but uh yeah it's yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously obviously okay, i, you I know, show you my ring but it's the, the season it's also, alignment.
1: That, that's another franchise that that year after year they lose coaches and players you know really yeah. valuable coaches and players yeah. and so I, I think he's done a pretty good job i think last season not as much this past season but the season before i think he vastly overachieved in the absence of uh uh what's his name that went to denver um so so he, he oh, lost russell he, wilson yeah, yeah thank you russell wilson yeah, yeah. i always yeah. forget his name but uh, he lost Russell Wilson, and I think overachieved with with Geno Smith. And I, I think, I don't know. I think Pete Carroll's a good coach.
3: Wow, he was there for fourteen years. Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't realize it'd been I that didn't, long.
0: I didn't realize Carroll was seventy two. He looks great.
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was, that's true. The same age. Yeah, that's age.
0: crazy. Oof! Wow. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't talk...
3: let. Ah, that's crazy. We already
0: talked about Bill, but uh, twenty seasons combined. Uh, where did it say? Oh, three, he says it's
3: 387 and 266. See, under okay, so guided his team through 24 years, six Super Bowls. During that time, the Patriots have gone 387, 266 for 6.687 winning percentage. Um,
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he went to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. Holy shit!
3: Yeah, which is that alone? What? That statistic is insane.
0: Lost two, lost two of them to the Giants. It were awful teams. Like that, just I, I like I can't imagine being like one of the teams that should have gone to the Super Bowl because the, just because the Patriots just barely beat you and then like couldn't beat the Giants who were just god awful. Yeah. Eli Manning's one of the worst quarter, overrated quarterbacks in freaking NFL history.
1: Yeah, I, I hope I hope Eli Manning thanks Bill Belichick in his Hall of Fame speech. Oh, he should. Yeah. He's totally should because and, and, and I think the fact that that the the two of the three Super Bowls that he lost were to Eli Manning and the Giants is maybe the most fascinating Bill Belichick statistic in his entire career. <laughs>
3: my my favorite Manning moment was when uh, they when the Giants beat the Patriots. They show Peyton up in the booth. And he's just celebrating, arms up, having a great time. And then when uh, Peyton Manning was was it what was that was against the Seahawks, wasn't it? Denver uh,
1: could have been. Yeah, Denver in 2014, I think.
3: Yeah, I don't remember. And they were they were winning the Super Bowl. They show fucking Eli's dumb ass in the stands, <laughs> and he's literally sitting there, arms crossed, chewing gum with that stupid dumb face of his, like
1: <laughs> mouth breathing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he just looks like a a toe. He's a. He's like a <laughs> he t- looks like a toe.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that dude. That dude is not a Hall of Famer, but he p- p- could very well get into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's
1: going
3: to please. He's a Manning. He's going.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Damn yeah. it.
3: Yeah, and the backup at, at Texas is Arch Manning, and he makes more money than the starter at Texas.
1: I'm I'm okay with that.
3: Which it's just insane to think, though. Like, I, I it's unbelievable.
0: Oh, we talked about it the other day, uh, Tony. There's a a, a college kid who's making over a mill, and uh, Brock parties yeah. under yeah. like eight sixty seven or something like that. Yeah, eight hundred sixty seven thousand. He's on the league minimum. Yeah. Still. The future, the future of something.
1: college football is my favorite sports topic at the moment.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's, well, we're, it's we wild. just hit an right. hour. Well, hour two it is. Our two
1: part part two, it is. Cheers, part two. <laughs> I'm here for it.
3: Yeah, college football right now. Like this was, we literally just ended a. Was it 14 years? No, couldn't have been that long. How many years did we have the 14 playoff? It was since 2012, 11, 12. I can't remember when the BCS officially died. Now, right off the top of my head, I want to say it was 2011 or 12, and now the four-team playoff has come to an end after a very, very controversial finish, and the landscape just changed insanely out of nowhere with Nick Saban retiring. I'm this this one stunned me. I thought for sure he was going to give it another year or two, but wow. Uh, yeah, Nick Saban. Well, there's a lot of there's Indiana.
0: a lot of NFL openings.
3: So, well, I that was my initial thought. Like, is he gonna try and like change his luck because he was terrible in Miami? Does no, he try this one no, more he's, time.
1: He's done coaching. He's finished.
3: Well, I uh, talking over lunch with some guys at work, and from what they're gathering, we're guessing it's probably not health concerns with him, but with his wife so oh. that's why this was unexpected and sudden and if that's the case yeah it's just a, it's a very unfortunate way for literally one of the greatest college back college coaches ever to have to to walk away from it and and he even said himself like it's a different game than when he was brought in in Alabama in 06 07 with uh, NIL the transfer portal it's just it's a completely different animal now and in recent years, Alabama's had a really hard time keeping up with the rest of the SEC. You've seen the emergence of Georgia and Kirby Smart, but they're still there. They're still a powerhouse juggernaut every season, and they're still the team to beat, but it has gotten a lot harder for Saban and Alabama. So if he is hanging it up for good, not, not to move to the NFL or anywhere else, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate way that he had to, to walk away from it. Because love him or hate him or hate Alabama or whatnot – you you cannot argue with his resume it's it's a crazy crazy resume seven national championships like what what a what a run it's well unbelievable run
1: he, he he and bill belichick are close friends and they've had yeah. some careers
3: they were both on staff with the browns if i'm not mistaken at one time
1: i think that's right mm-hmm. Yep.
3: yeah which crazy Crazy. Yeah, I
1: I have a second podcast that I'm not doing right now called Armchair Radio. It's a sports (laughs) podcast mostly focused on the NFL, and and I did do, I did do, um, I've done three episodes on what my plan. Originally, was a plan for for fixing college football. Brendan, Mm -hmm. have you and I talked about this?
0: Um, I. I've I've heard you speak about it, but I think it was very vague because I think it was in the entrepreneur groups. So I don't think. Okay, so yeah, so no.
1: so in 2016, I was frustrated with college football, and I came up with an idea to fix it. And and I'll I'll be quick. Basically, the summary is is that I I, I suggested that they take the 32 best teams, however you determine who that is, you know, historically, and you you leave the NCAA and you form a 32 team le- a pro league basically you write you the teams the 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 brands are the same it's still like the texas longhorns all that kind of stuff but but you just set up a pro league with the 32 best college football teams and um and so it was just it was just my something i pulled on my butt for my idea for how to fix college football and then lo and behold that's exactly what's happening so it turned into kind of a prediction and then i've i've been in touch with uh with one of the hosts of the morning sports talk radio show here in town. And I, I had him on my podcast in 2019 to talk about it. And then he and I have stayed in touch and then he came back a couple of years ago and we stayed in touch. And so I've, I've done three, I've done two episodes with him and then he's talked about it on the radio show where he's mentioned me a handful of times. And, um, and it's, it's gradually happening exactly what I said they should do, which is <laughs> kind of blows my mind. Yeah. And it's,
3: yeah. it's very telling. The last couple years of realignment, like when when the realignment di- dominoes really started to fall, we started to see the the glimpses of why geography doesn't matter anymore, and it's all about money and TV rights and
1: whatnot. That's exactly right. Yeah,
3: now it's become survival, and when it became abundantly clear that because when when Texas essentially was writing the death sentence for the Big Twelve in twenty ten. When they were when they began flirting with the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 was going to take them with open arms, they wanted That's them to good. come in. They wanted Texas, they wanted Texas Tech, they wanted Oklahoma, they wanted Oklahoma State. They got Colorado. It was gonna that was going to kill the Big Twelve, and that that door was open. And Nebraska, meanwhile, was like, "Look, hey, we know we were kind of the dicks back in the Big Eight era, but no, this isn't cool. And if that happens, like, no, we're not going to sit around around our asses and wait for this to happen." Missouri's openly trying to get into the big 10 and they're like, well, fuck Missouri. We're way better at Missouri. (laughs) And guess what? The big 10 agreed. So yeah, Nebraska was proactive in this and they went to the big 10 and then the Pac 12 deal with Texas and the like that fell through. And ever since then uh, Texas tried their hand at the longhorn network, which featured high school football, which should have been highly illegal, but for some reason wasn't that failed. And they've been looking for a way out to join. They've talked to the big 10 that was never going to work out. And obviously the SEC would gladly take them. And now we're seeing the Pac-12 is officially dead now. Washington losing to Michigan in the championship. The Pac-12 is almost officially dead with only
1: Washington The Big Ten anyways.
3: Yeah, Washington State and Oregon State are the only things left of the Pac-12. That's right. It's a two-team league now. Uh, The ACC is about to lose Florida State, probably going to lose Clemson to the SEC. Florida State may go to the Big Ten. Miami, is not as high on the radar, but it's still at big, big brand. And eventually they will move. And what's left of the big 12, there's no like marquee juggernaut team blue blood there anymore. So it's just a bunch of upper mid tier programs. And if you looked down the stretch of this 2023 season to college football, the all but one of like the top 12 or 14 teams in the rankings were either going to be Big Ten or SEC. Florida State was the Mm -hmm. only one who has officially not made a move. So you're seeing it's going to be Big Ten and SEC, and that's pretty much going to be it. And now this is happening as we're entering a 12-team playoff starting next year, which you you go, that's awfully coincidental, but no, it's not. This has always been the design to make college football essentially the NFL light because we're right now (laughs) – that's right. Seeing all the, the fallout from the transfer portal being blown wide open and now with NIL paying the players. And originally, I, I talked about this a few times back uh, when we actually did podcast versions of the dog and chicken show. and We were talking about paying the players like this is never going to go away. It's going to happen. My suggestion was I always found it ridiculous that they didn't get paid for their likeness this on the video games and whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely. You should get paid for this. This is your likeness. Yeah. this is your right. This is this is your image. You should absolutely get paid. And if you're going to pay players, why not take the money that they earn as players playing for these games on TV, any TV deal rights, any video game rights and the like. Give them that money, but it can only go into an account that they cannot access until their playing time and eligibility have ceased and has come to a close. And then that money is theirs to do with whatever they want. It's their money. They earned it because now that we're just openly paying players, the backup quarterback of Texas, $5 million for no good reason, just because his name's Manning, they're going to become very, very sketchy, young level, naive, immature celebrities, and it's going to ruin the game in a lot of aspects. And with the transfer portal, you can switch teams as frequently as you want. It's basically just the NFL. it's the worst aspects of the nfl with a much larger more immature group of athletes so it's a recipe for disaster much larger coke budget
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i i think it's it's so here, here's what's going to happen so so the transfer portal is basically just free agency and and nil is is basically you know p- salaries right paying the players yes. and um so, so th- like I said, the, the 32 best teams are going to leave and, and uh, everything we're seeing now is just a precursor to all of this. And so what, what the SEC and the Big Ten have been doing for the last two or three years is collecting those best brands, right? So it doesn't matter. It, every time they added a team, you would, you would hear you would hear people say, well, how are you going to organize a 17-team league or how are you going to organize a 19-team league? It does, the number is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. They're, all they're doing is collecting brands. So it it could be 17, it could be it could be 19, it could be 23. And it doesn't even matter if the SEC and the Big Ten have the same number of teams. It doesn't matter because when they leave, it's not, it's not going to be the SEC and Big Ten. It's going to be two conferences, exactly like the NFL with 16 teams each and and four team divisions in each each conference. That's how it's going to be organized. And and then what you're going to be left with, you're still going to have NCAA football. It's just going to be unpaid. You're still going to have, you know, student athletes except the best the best franchises will have left. And, and, but then I think the other thing that's interesting that people aren't paying quite as much attention to is the the Big 12. Uh, a year or two ago, Brett Yormark, who was outside the sport, became the commissioner of that league, and he's really aggressive and, and a really creative thinker. And so while he may not have the, the top-tier teams, he's got the next tier. And, and so I think he, he could easily lead yeah. the way he could Brett Yormark could easily lead the way to a second-tier t- uh, pay league mm-hmm. of of either twenty or thirty-two teams and have very competitive paid college football. Yeah, and, that's
3: that's and exactly what I was thinking with with what brands the Big Twelve currently has. Like I said, yes. there's no traditional blue blood, but they've got your K State, your Okie State, yeah, your the Colorado. Brands. The brands are there; they're just not yes. blue blood tier.
1: Yeah, but and and here and here's the thing and this is the thing that's going to sound the craziest and this was part of my original idea eight, 8 years ago is um so you got the two leagues either you got 32 and 20 or 232 team leagues so that's 64 teams right and so the reality is is once you get past the top 64 college football programs the the quality drops off pretty significantly right so so even though there's 128 or 129 D1 teams you don't have quality from 1 to 129 you have quality probably from 1 to 32 and maybe and, and then there's the next tier is okay it's still a marketable product you can put on tv and make money from so call it call it 64 and then between the two you have relegation like you do in soccer now that now that sounds insane except not this past summer but the summer before nick saban referenced the idea of of relegation between two leagues nick saban yeah. in a press yeah. conference ma- yeah. mentioned relegation yes i uh, just about I, I almost lost my mind yes. so he, <laughs> Even he, he was can see it, about it. yeah. Because
3: yeah. he's a critical thinker as a, as a head coach, yes. and he, he understands what makes the style of, of coaching, like his brand, his type of coaching, what makes it flourish, and he understands yes. that. And the way we've been moving, like you said, the last few years, it's it's become a completely different game. And, but, but what a lot of people don't even think about is the fact that we've got about 130 uh, Division One teams. Well, that's right. ignoring the other. 150 or so other division 1 teams in the FCS level. So overall in division 1 officially, we've got damn near 300 some teams. So if you look at the top half of the top top of division 1 of in the FBS, if you if you can pinpoint 50 teams or 64 as you were saying. Yeah, those are your those are your actual brands. And you can forget about what they've done recently or in the past what's below that because it doesn't matter. Those programs aren't generating money haven't generated money in a long long time and when they may have won a national champion like a Tulane okay they won the SEC in like 1912 who gives a shit that right. doesn't matter anymore so even those those mid-major conferences and who's the best in that like a Tulane for example especially this last year they're not going to make the the cut and they don't even make the cut in terms of a big 12 where Oklahoma State and Colorado and and uh stanford or whoever is going to be leading the charge because if it ends up being a tiers like a a two or three tier system in the division one level of college football it's all about brands and at that point it's going to be irrelevant because we're going to start seeing something in the same shape or form of a high school draft and if that ends up happening essentially college football is gone because that's that's the one thing that really ma- sets it apart from the NFL is you've got to go out and you've got to earn your players. You don't just get to make a phone call or offer them a bunch of money on draft day and say, okay, you're my quarterback now. If we start seeing something the likes of a uh, high school draft to enter college, essentially college football is going to be dead.
1: I- uh, I'm going to push back on you just a little bit because to me as a college, as a college football fan, <clears throat> feel free to, feel free to disagree. But so you sit down on your couch on Saturday afternoon to watch Nebraska play. Do you, really, really what it comes down to is you want your laundry to beat the other laundry, right? Does, does it really matter who's wearing the laundry or how they got there? Because, because who, who's, who's your, who's your rival, Ohio state or Michigan or whoever, whoever it is, Iowa iowa state you know you've got you got somebody and and all you want to do is be able to brag to them that your team beat their team that's it that's
0: it so but also also you can't say that they they haven't been technically paying the players because they scholarship these people and Mm -hmm. that is a big reason they go to these schools and -hmm. that's how they entice them to go to these schools and now it's just going to be with more money right instead of just like hey we're going to give you everything you don't have to worry about paying for anything now it's going to be hey you're going to go to school for free plus five million dollars mm-hmm. uh you know and and but then it's going to sound i think you're right it's going to be more like a contract than it is anything else no, yeah it's going to be
1: exactly like the nfl yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh for
0: sure for sure but, but, but
1: here, here, here's the thing though brandon and i think i think you'll actually like this is that what i would do is part part of your contract negotiation is negotiating for for a college scholarship, either part or full. Let's just say your best athletes they negotiate a monetary contract, but then they also get four four years worth of credits at that school, right? However, you you don't go to school while you're playing football. You play football as long as you can play football, and then whenever you want or whenever you can, you go back and you use those credits. Now let's just, let's say you have a 20-year career in football and you make millions of dollars and you don't care anymore and you get into broadcasting, you can then give those credits to to a family member, to a, to a, a child or another family member. But part of your but the thing is is that you can concentrate 100% on football while you're playing football, and then you can concentrate 100% on education when you go to use your credits. But but the difference is then if you need to fall back on those on that education, you can actually focus on it and get a real degree. Rather than a fake degree where everybody does your homework for you, you can actually go back and get a real degree. So if you if you blow out and you only play football for three years, then you then you can now go back and concentrate one hundred percent, get a real degree, and go start a real career after your football. And that's the idea
3: there's a grain of an idea there in the sense that yeah a lot of these uh, college athletes are only going to school to play football and we know this yeah. i was going to say yeah let's stop pretending here <laughs> like yeah, yeah. a lot of
1: a lot of them get get out of college football and they can't even read i mean they just yeah, been yeah. Pushed, they've just been pushed through school on you know off of their athletic skill Oh yeah, there's horror
3: stories out of specifically like Florida yes. state, uh, Alabama, just absolute horror stories where a lot of these guys have handlers because they're too dumb to yes. put on their underwear in, the, in in the morning. But my my big pushback here is if we so we're taking eligibility completely out of it, right, in, in this model where okay, yes. you can play for 10 yes. years. Well, uh, another example of this is no longer college sports then it is just the NFL in a different light and I well that's that to me you're going to lose so many fans because of that it it no, no longer makes college football special because college no, no you won't because is because you, yes you will absolutely will because hang on a second. College football special is the tradition and the actual feeling of people cheering for their alma mater it's not just people living in the vicinity of a state cheering for a team like oh I'm from Kansas City so I cheer for the Chiefs there's a lot of people that go to these universities and graduate from these universities or did another sport while attending these uni- or have children that attend these universities as students. Once you take the tradition and the, the sense of belonging out of it, like I belong to this team, I, this was a team that I was a part of or a program or a university that I was a part of. And you just say, this is a brand and vicinity or choice makes you cheer for that brand. And we can have a, a quarterback for 10 years. It's, it's no longer about an identity. And that's what makes college football special is the identity and the tradition that come along with it. And it's what sets it apart from the NFL, because the NFL and college football have two entirely different fan bases from a lot of it. It's not just people want to watch football. It's I like this brand of football versus this brand of football. And if you make both the same thing, you are going to lose a lot of interest, whether you think so or not (laughs) do that.
1: Well, but but you haven't lost your identity though because you you still have students at that school, it's it's still the Nebraska Cornhuskers. You still go to the stadium on the campus, and yeah, and but if watch. you
3: change the entire process of how players, why does, that, are why does acquired, it wired? Why is it changing?
1: Because that what makes it
3: special is because you have no. a different you. Yes, you do. You have a different team every year because players. But graduate, you do already. You, you do on. currently.
1: You already do right now, especially with the NIL and the transfer portal. You're That you have that problem now.
3: If you just if you plug in a, a quarterback who's going to come in every year, and this guy can play at eighteen different uh, schools over a twenty year career, it's no longer a school, and that's what makes it different. If it's tradition, if you have traditional rivalries, we've already taken geography completely out of college football. Rivalries are going to end up dead because of that alone. But I digress. You you are taking its entire experience of but, when, but that that's what I was saying earlier. Really? When
1: when you sit down on Saturday to watch your to watch your team, isn't the only thing that you really care about is whether or not they win? No. Really? No. Man. I mean, so I, so I, that's all I care about. Like I went to AM, so all I care about is that I can go throw it in the face of, of of my longhorn friends that we beat the longhorns that's all i care well, yeah. about I don't, I don't i don't that's, care that's the
3: texas mentality though
1: well whoever they play i don't i don't all i want to do is win so so and be able and be able to go to work and because we've got a bunch of different colleges represented in my office i just want to stick it in their face i don't care who's wearing the uniform i don't care i don't care i don't care if there's Well, there you you go. You just,
3: you just proved my point with the entire identifying with a brand. It's not just a brand. If you're identifying with a brand, like I identify with the Chicago bears, I bought a a Bears sweatshirt. I cheer for the bears (laughs) on Sundays. Great. But you're taking the identity with the, it's not just a brand. It's an actual program. It's an actual community. That but, that's but what I, makes college football so much more special in my the community
1: mind. It doesn't change because you still have students yes, at the it university. Does.
3: Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. Because we're already fucking this up with the transfer portal. Uh, largely. Yeah. What yeah. makes the college experience special?
1: I only care about AM because I went I only went to only care about AM because I went to A&M. If I if I went to Texas, I'd care about Texas. If I went to Nebraska, I'd care about Nebraska because I went there. And and that doesn't change. I don't I don't care who's wearing the uniform as long as they win. So I can brag that my team beat your team. That's all I care about. And <laughs> well, here's a very
3: narrow way to look at it. Sure. If, if a brand but is like you so your able to glo-
1: the other guy's sports. Absolutely. Gloating is that's, part that's of that's it. That's all that matters that, in sports, is that your team that's wins. That's not
3: all that matters because you uh, you have to simultaneously think about well, where's my my brand, my fandom heading next year, next week. There's there's an identity that comes with college football that absolutely does not exist with NFL franchises, it just but that, but that's because unless know. they played for or coached on those teams. The loyalty to a college team is not the same as a loyalty to an NFL team. It's a no, different no, animal entirely.
1: I, I agree with you, but the reason you have loyalty is because you went there because you were a student there, or, or because you or if you That's like, if not you grew entirely
3: up in- true. Absolutely not. <clears throat> because there's plenty of there are a lot, especially around here, a lot of uh, people who come over from Iowa to attend UNL because it's a better program.
1: Well, and, I was going to especially I was gonna like UNMC,
3: it. they come over for UNMC, the Nebraska Medical Center, but they're still loyal <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye fans because that's where they grew up or their parents went there. Well, OK, it's so not, I was going to say
0: loyalties, loyalties, even in college football, are largely based on locality because not everyone yeah, goes to college, is. right. Like, I mean, it's really Typically. not everyone goes to college. So well, locality it, right. is a big is a big thing. So, all right, listen, listen. We're almost at one point five. We're gonna end right. it here because you guys are at odds. At first, you were gonna make out, and it was getting kind of <laughs> creepy. because oh, we're you still were gonna free. make out. He's just not. Well, gonna yeah, yeah, but you're now. Yeah, now it'll be an angry makeout session yeah. instead. So it'll be more um, passionate. It'll be more... <laughs> that's what you can call it. Uh, Chris, yes, it it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, where can people find
1: you? Well uh i really appreciate you letting me come on the, pl- the pleasure was all mine thank you for having me uh if if you want to listen to to the podcast uh, although I'm, I'm not putting out new episodes but i will be as soon as possible some sometime in 2024 we will start doing episodes again uh the show is called this week today and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts it, we, we do have a twitter a twitter account but i don't do anything on there uh you can find me on twitter at, at chris the green I think that's my Twitter handle. Um, you
0: want to? Uh, you want to give a uh, Gravity Beards interns a, uh, a show? Oh out? yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, we, we've got a really fun Facebook group. Um, it's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Some people have said it's their favorite place on the internet. I could see why they say that. Uh, it. I mean, it's pretty you, awesome. You, it's it's a really it's a really terrific group of people, and we just. It's it's a bunch of grown adults, probably between the ages of thirty five and sixty five, that are all just acting like children, <laughs> and, and happy to do it. Uh, it. It it's 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 where grown adults go to act like children, and and we kind of love it. It, it sounds it, like it, social
0: media, just in general, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, no, you know, but, just... but
1: we're not. But we're not mean. Like that's, that's the thing is, is that like we just have an unspoken rule that we're all going to be cool to each other and yep. we're not going to talk about polarizing real world topics because we go in there to escape from all that crap. I got yelled so. at
0: by the admin when I tried to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got your hand slapped. I sorry did. about that. You're Don't apologize.
0: You're not sorry. It's okay. No,
1: it's I'm okay. not sorry. It's, it's yeah. what it, But it's what keeps the group co- kind of cool. Keep, because the, the weird thing about that group is it's a really diverse group of, of, backgrounds oh, and belief systems so for sure uh, we I, I i'm pretty proud of that group because i feel like like that's that's a place that we've created where a lot of people that normally would not be able to coexist are peacefully coexisting and really enjoying each other so that's really hard to pull off in today's world and somehow we've done it so we we are protective of that
0: yep as you should be and uh, so people go listen to this week today uh there's plenty of episodes to listen to and uh they're they're hilarious it's a great show i love it i love the show so Uh,
1: very much appreciate that support absolutely
0: tony where can everyone where's where's your link tree
1: it's it's link tree
3: slash tony the rod and as i mentioned before i just ooze (laughs) all over the social media platforms the podcasting and live stream world i just ooze all over it in the most sensual seductive and glorious way possible you just you can't escape me like it's just no, no prescription, no amount of protection is going to save you from my uh, my persistence and my presence on social media. I
0: recommend the Instagram. I mean, it's boner city every morning. Yeah, boner <laughs> city. No <laughs> pants, as we
3: mentioned. No pants. Yep. No pants <laughs> required. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not allowed.
0: Not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: pants so,
1: prohibited.
0: <laughs> prohibited. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. You know how to get a hold of me, Brendan, at DadsWW.com. We're on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on there, too. I'm usually stalking Tony. Uh, But, uh, yeah, and, of course, you can't stand us. Uh, You hate college football. uh, Hate mail at DadsWW.com and uh,
3: let us know. Let us know what you think and uh, i'm just glad oh, that chris was able to come on and admit that i was right about coach prime after all these weeks
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is so try, wrong we're trying to end the show
3: god damn it
1: okay you see now you have to have me back and we will have it out about that it's <laughs> that <is> so wrong
0: <laughs> we'll have a part two and a part three and a part four and a part five. <laughs> oh man all right folks uh i i say it at the beginning i'm gonna say it at the end we will make you laugh we might make you cry but somehow some way we will make you a better parent yeah like right at the bidding beginning chris had some great answers to the dad question that'll make you a better parent for sure for sure all right folks thanks for listening later
2: dad's worldwide Worldwide. loyal listeners possibly you. you